Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Grove, and welcome once again to another episode of the Rip and Reds podcast. I'm joined this evening for a very special episode by my co-host, Jace. How are we doing, Jace? Yes, mate. We're good today. It's almost the weekend. And most importantly, the football is almost here. It's almost here. You can taste can, it. Can, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can taste that habits sitter from two yards <laughs> out, hitting the back of the net. Okay. Well, I mean, are you going to watch, uh, what is it, Burnley Man City tomorrow night? Are you going to watch that? Uh, yeah, I think I will, long as uh, long as the the wife is um, got Allowing something it. else to do. <laughs> but yeah, how about you? You can, you can watch some Sex and the City or something afterwards if you like. You I don't know. think she watches that. <laughs> you can show how, how old week. my references are. <laughs> very yeah, old yeah that, that is very, very old. Yeah. I was going to keep up, I was going to ask, how are you doing? I am, um, yeah, I'm all right. Um, I think uh, just before we, we came on air, I said to Jason, my, my foot's hurting a little bit, and I'm, I'm, I can't quite come to the realization that I'm just getting old. Um, that's what people keep telling me every time I've got an ailment, my back hurts, my foot hurts. Um, it's because I'm old. Yeah, it's hard to accept though, isn't it? Like, um, you know how much sport I do, and I'm feeling it a lot in the moment, and everyone keeps saying it to me, but I refuse. I'm to not having this, Jace. You're significantly to. younger than me. I'm not having this. This is awful. I'm, we're both in our thirties. I mean, you're closer to forty. I'm closer to thirty. All right. Whoa, but... whoa! Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell, I'm going to go right into the music, and we can get into our very special episode today. It's a big, big special. We're going to be doing our Premier League uh, season predictions all the way from twenty to number one. Me and Jace are going to be discussing each one to see how. Close or far, we are apart, but let's uh, crack on that music and then we'll get right into it. This, this is my club. Fucking love this football. Right, as I said, welcome everyone. We're going to be doing our Premier League season predictions. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to start the show like I do every single show where we talk about our rip roaring review. So, Jace, tell me, it's only been a few days removed since our last podcast, but I'm sure there's been a lot going on. Where are you going to go uh, for your rip roaring review? Uh, Raya number one. Raya number one. Um, it's a great deal we got for him, by the way, wasn't it? Um, three million for the season, and then if he's good enough, we'll we'll keep him. I mean, that's that's the best try before you buy. Uh, I think I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be number one. Um, I was watching a few different uh, other YouTube videos, and the the Ben Foster one, uh, the the cycling goalkeeper, is quite interesting. You hear his perspective on it. Um, he's very much a he's he's a friend of Ramsdale, I think, and you can probably tell with some of his perspectives, he's very pro Ramsdale. But um, there was something there that really influenced my thinking, which was kind of like the fact that yes, competition, but we've wanted always wanted rare for a long time. The goalkeeping coach we've already said is is at the club, and I just feel that we want a goalkeeper that's going to be more consistent with the type of football Mikel wants to play. Ramsdale was an upgrade, but 
Raya is another upgrade on the specific type of football that Arteta wants. Um, so yeah, that's my call. I think he's going in at number one. He won't. He won't. It will take him probably a month or two, I think, before we actually see him in the sticks on a permanent basis. He'll still have to earn the shirt, but I think he'll be the number one. Bye. How, how do you think that will happen? Christmas. Do you, Do you think it's a mistake from Ramsdale, or do you think it's something different to that? I think it will happen when there will be a point in time when it's natural to play Raya, a League Cup game, maybe a Champions League game against a, a lower quality opposition. And I think he'll take that chance and I think he'll perform so well that Arteta will say, right, yeah, that's it, you're staying in. Uh, I think Ramsdale had a similar opportunity when he took over from Burnt Leno. And I think that's how it's going to happen. Because uh, I, I mean, the only other thing is Ramsdale gets an injury. Um, but that's probably unlikely. So I think that's how it will happen. Uh, yeah, that's my big shout. Anything for you? What's your review? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going along similar lines to you. Firstly, yeah, you're right. The deal is extraordinary. Edu is is cooking. You know, that is... I just can't fathom it. You know, I, I believe there was a, um, a bid from Tottenham for uh, around 40 million that was rejected. And then we've come along and it, it really is a testament to the work we've done in the background. We've done this with with three three players, at least that I'm aware of this season. So Timber, uh, Rice and, and now Raya were all kind of tapped up before. The personal terms were already kind of agreed. They already want mm. and sold on the project and, and thus... It's hard for the team to do anything about it once that that player's mind is made up, you know. And if we're going to talk about it in the in the parking lot later, but there's a certain Tottenham player that maybe if they had done that already, it would have been wrapped up already. So yeah, super impressed by that. And secondly, um, I, I'm not too sure he'll surpass Ramsdale. I'm not too sure that he'll he'll become the number one. I'm not as sold on that idea as you are. One thing I will say, in a similar vein to how Havertz allows us to set up in a different way. Going forward, I think David Rea sets us up in, in that way as well. I think if you're playing a Havertz-Rea combination versus Ramsdale and a another, it's a different way in which we set up. But that long ball over to Havertz, pull it down, get it out to Saka, Martinelli, Trossard is, is going to be something that assists us. I think you mentioned it in the last one, um, that you should be doing it in a situation that kind of needs it with a low block, as an example. Um, so for me, you know, that's where I'd go. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I can see us. I can, I can see that happening as well. I can see that happening. So, yeah. Uh, should we get into it? Should we get into the into the predictions? I'm just thinking. Yeah, let's it, do. it could be a long one. <laughs> I mean, there are, me and Jace always set up with 45 minutes, and then it's never uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> Uh, right, so we're going to get into the relegation battle. Uh, Jace, I'm going to let you go first. Who is your number 20? I think everyone's got the same team at number 20, though, haven't they? Um, Luton. You say it after three at the same time. Oh, damn, you ruined it, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 Luton. Like, um, no Premier League experience, um, which we all know about. This is what Luton feel coming up feels like to me. It feels like Blackpool when they came up 
2000. You just said that because of the color, Jace. Just the. the, the I mean, they have got that. They have. They have got that in common. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's kind of what it feels a little bit like to me. Like a club that's so small that it's not they shouldn't don't deserve to be in the Premier League. Um, it's just that. And Bournemouth are the maybe the exception to the rule because they managed to stay up, and I think and have been down and back up since. But um, yeah, I, I just feel they haven't had hardly any investment, um, and and I just I just feel that they have a a, a very um, inexperienced squad when it comes to Premier League quality. And uh, I think that's going to be their downfall. Um, you need a bit of nous and experience in this league. And I think they might suffer because of that. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm what, with you. What about you? They haven't signed a, yeah, they haven't signed a lot of experience. Um, I looked at some of their stats from the, the, the championship, that they're poor with possession. They're poor at protecting leads if they get them. They draw a lot. You know, there's nothing selling anything to me there. And that ground is not a Premier League ground. I know a lot's been said about it. They've had to spend a lot of money to get it to the to the state and calibre that it needs to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, just not. I just don't want to see that. So, yeah, number 20 for me, same as you, going to be Luton. Have you seen the videos going around of when Harry Kane, well, he won't be if he goes to, I think he's going to Bayern now, isn't he? But um, the videos jokingly going around, it's like when Harry Kane misses a penalty at Luton. It just shows a ball going over the stand and hitting someone in the face in their garden. <laughs> yeah, I guess to throw it so. back in. It'd be like a, a friendly, casual Monday night game for us. I'm to get the next door neighbours to throw the ball back over the fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. I just blame the kids. Um, <laughs> right, so number 20, Luton are going down. Who is going down next for you? Everton. Everton. Wow. Yeah. That is bold. Yeah, that's the, probably the boldest one I've got, actually. Um, Here's my simple reason. It's about bloody time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just like every season for the last few years, they've been in the same position. They've escaped it by margins. Um, and and on the on the whole, you know, of previous seasons, if you look at the whole season, I think they deserve to go down and they just suddenly managed not to. Um, the inconsistency in the changing of manager. So the team is then inconsistent in the way it's playing the ownership is awful uh like the guy it used to have in shares in arsenal like he's he's like just chucking he thinks chucking money at a problem will resolve it we know for a fact that that does not resolve it i think united is starting to learn from the fact that that does not resolve it like you need um you need to look at your 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 organization from the core through and I don't think they've been doing that properly. And I think the quality of the squad and the team has suffered because of it. And then the final thing, I mean, I, I went and just had a look at on the on the one of the, the transfer websites just to see what players they have brought in in preparation for this. The main player I could recognise that they've brought in is Ashley Young. <laughs> He's so I think brought, uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, he is. And they've also lost a lot of... I think Yerry Mina, they've had a couple of others that they've lost as well. So... Yeah, yeah, I haven't I mean, replaced I mean, well either. If you're bringing Ashley Young in, like Everton fans must be so pissed off with that. Like you're going to be playing in the Championship in your new sixty thousand seat stadium. Just saying. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I, I, <laughs> Are oh, they well. the only other club that have been the the Premier League ever present? 
Uh, yeah, another reason why I kind of wanted to go down, right? I thought I yeah, thought that was another the case. reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on then. Who's number nineteen? Uh, yeah, it's not Everton. Uh, I'm probably not as bold as you on that one. For me, it's Sheffield United. Um, a a lack of experience signings, uh, a relatively poor pre-season, and and goals for them seem to be their their biggest kind of problem. They sold a lot of good players that they had. Uh, I think I saw is it. Uh, Sander Sander Burge, he went to Burnley. They had a, a really another Burnley great signing video. Absolutely, they did this one with like a burger. They do such great signing videos. Um, I have a bit of affinity with Old Sheffield United being quite a, an FPL player. Um, they they had um, one of their players was basically like a, a, a cult hero amongst FPL players in Lundstrom. He would just bag bonus points and, and he was uh, out of position, just getting a lot of points and used to love him, but he obviously doesn't play for them anymore. And they just don't seem to have anybody in their midst that I think could ever keep them out of the relegation zone for me. So yeah, Sheffield United, number 19. Nice. So... Let's switch this around. 18 for you. I wonder if we got the same. So me and Jason have not looked at each other's... Uh, uh, well, I've not looked at yours, put it that way. So I have no idea where you're going. Um, my number 18 is Wolves. Uh, and there's there's a few reasons for it. They've lost their spine. They've lost so many talented players. Uh, Traore, Neves, uh, Matinho, um, Diego uh, Costa... Um, uh, uh, Jimenez as well, I think, actually, not Costa, Jimenez. Um, so they've lost a lot of players. Their, their squad depth is super, super low. I think they've just got a brand new manager, so you could get a bit of a manager bounce, but I just can't see it with that squad. Um, and they scored, like, hardly anything last season, and they've lost their only real talisman in Jimenez. And so I, I worry for them. I think if they're not there, they'll be thereabouts. So, uh, yeah, my 18th is, is Wolves. What about yours, Chase? So I'm actually going to do 18 and 17 because they're the same two clubs that you've just mentioned. So 18th, <laughs> Sheffield, Sheffield United. Um, not much more to add to you apart from trustees not going to keep them up. They can sign trustee for Arsenal, but unfortunately, I, 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 I he's not going to keep them up. Especially um, for 5 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, I think Sheffield United only spent 20, I think it was 25 million euros, about 22 million pounds. Um and I'm looking at the players they bought in, and I'm just again like, I don't see any. It's hard because when you teams bring players in from other leagues, you can't judge because sometimes they will take to the league and play really, really well. On the other hand, I look at that squad and goes and go, how where is the Premier League? now again a little bit with that and I just feel like they've not invested enough like they had quite a few of their good players leave when they did get relegated a couple of seasons back from the Premier League so um, yeah I don't think they've got enough to stay up and Wolves yeah I had I mean all my bullets I've got here are exactly the same as yours um, so yeah they lost all their good players I mean some of them have gone to Saudi Arabia um so Nevers, Amos was Nevers. Nevers was like young, right? He was like, he was like 27, 26, okay. 27. He wasn't yeah, I mean I don't think is... he was I mean he was he was meant to be coming to Arsenal at one point, and then he was off mm. to United and uh yeah. Um I mean it's good money where you can get it, right? I, I get I get it from a financial standpoint. I don't maybe get it from a 
longevity of your career. Mm. Wasn't he meant to be going to Barca, actually? Barca was the club that was had the real transfer speculation and then he ended up going to Saudi Arabia. Mm. But that's because Barca don't have any money. Um, yeah. They, they, um, I, I must admit, I don't follow Wolves at all. But um, did they have a a striker last year, Kuna? Um, and I was looking on the transfer website. It says they bought him for fifty million euros. I don't know if that's accurate because I don't follow the Wolves transfer gossip. Why not? Because <laughs> I don't care about walls. Uh, I, I, I mean, double check this, but it said 50 million euros for a player called Kuna. And I was like, mm, that can't be right, surely. They got him from. Uh, so, Kuna news. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, walls players have shot off surrounding. Yeah. So, he's. He's he's at Wolves. He came from Atletico Madrid, and he was there till 2023. So yeah, he has he was on loan there last year, and they signed him this year. According to this, I mean, no, like I say, I'm not a big fan of Atletico Madrid either, so I'm not too sure what he he can do. But well, 50 million, I mean, the market's the market at the moment. 50 million could be anything ranging from no goals in whatever club he's playing for to 30. True, but my my point here is: Should Wolves be signing a fifty million euro striker in the position they're in, considering their whole spine has been depleted? I was looking at the rest of their signings and was like, I'd have spent that money more wisely. Just saying. Yeah. So yeah, they're my number seventeen. Um, it was only because I think Wolves have got. I think that the only thing I think they benefit from maybe is um, their new manager Gary O. Is it Gary O'Neill? Um, he was a Bournemouth yeah. manager, and we'll come on to talking about Bournemouth, but he did great at Bournemouth last year. He kept them up. Um, so I think you can do the same with Wolves, just on a three-year contract. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're out of the relegation zone then, right? So we're into the, uh, the the bottom half now. Your 17 was Wolves, yeah? Yep, so he's yours. Okay. Mine is Nottingham Forest. Um, okay. I, I mean, they had a good season last season. I'm not, I'm not, not saying that at all. And obviously, they beat us. So I've got a bit of affinity with making sure they're as near to the bottom as humanly possible. Um, but their their preseason was was. I had a little look. It was pretty shocking. They scored three goals across seven games and con- uh, conceded ten. Um, their away form in the Premier League last season was their biggest problem. They could do well at home. They just couldn't do any business away from home. Yeah. And although Cooper's a good manager, they've got to keep him, they've got to keep his interest. Like they're going to be one of those clubs that if all of their if the results trend in the, the wrong direction, he'll he'll be gone. Like because they're just not going to rely on they, they're going to need someone to keep them up. And I think they will. I think they will stay up. I'm just not too sure they've got enough in them to, to be anywhere close to the, the middle of the table. Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't see them going down. I don't see them being, you know, in a temp either i think they'll just be a pretty average premier league team and mm. i mean I'll, I'll say where i've got them in a little bit later but uh i think that's a fair assessment i think cooper's decent and i think when he, he when he has time with that squad that squad's okay in my opinion like he was a lot of pressure on him in the first half of the season but last year but but it wasn't necessarily him that bought all those players in that wasn't his decision uh, yeah, there's a lot of players there as well, weren't there? His like, was it like 25 
30 players. I, mean, I don't know. I, I didn't count how Basically many. Basically, rebuilt an entire really... squad. Yeah. Uh, and like they did stupid things as well, right? They're learning from their mistakes this season as well, mm. right? You don't go and buy Jesse, well, bring in Jesse Lingard and give him stupid money. Like that was a stupid move for him. He should have gone to West Ham. I don't know what he was doing. Um, well, he's taking the money. Like we said that already with people like Neves, right? Yeah. Making their money's on the yeah. table. A lot of these players are making, you know, relatively astute financial decisions, but maybe not footballing ones. But he was a free transfer. He could have gone to West Ham for maybe 20 grand a week less, but be earning that money over two to three years, opposed to just taking a one-year contract. He might have had bad advice, maybe. We've said that a few times. Yeah. I was going to say something on um, your point about uh, um, uh, Wolves or maybe Sheffield United. One thing that has stood out to me in some of those lower-level clubs, not a lot of loans for Premier League caliber players. You know, usually that's where they go. They'll get some low knees from some mid-table to upper-table kind of clubs that are trying to offload. And they that, that experience can help stay help them stay up. And that's not really happened from what I can tell. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. You know, if I was, you know, I don't know if I was Edo again. Hello, hello. Roll up, roll up. Have you seen uh, my Cedric Suarez over here? Uh, he's a pure quality right back. He'll piss you off with crosses into the box that go to nobody. Uh, Rob Holding, Rob Holding. Five million, five million. Going, going once, going twice. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> we'll, don't know. We'll give you five million. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I work. just I know exactly, but I'm you know we're not a selling club. We've been through that before, but it's just interesting to kind of see that we can't do some of that lower business. And I like your analogy. We, we would definitely yeah. be probably parading our wares um, towards the latter half of August when we we might need to make some some signings of our own. So well, yeah, let these new let these lower lower league uh, lower league lower table teams. Have a few games, let them understand where their vulnerabilities are, and then and we'll come chasing for Rob Holding and yeah. Cedric Suarez towards the end of the window. I mean, it'd actually be pretty bad to be coming back for them. Um, right, number 16, then, uh, Jace, where are you? West Ham. West Ham, wow, yeah, mate, yeah, there's a I, you know, that we saw how they played in the Premier League last year. They weren't great. Declan Rice was their best player by far, and they don't have him anymore. Um, there's one other player that makes them look good, and it's Paqueta. And is he going to City? Have you seen the prices quoted? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's hilarious, right? Oh, my days. That is insane. West Ham are just yeah, like, but... we're not a selling club. Jesus, they, they, they are a selling club. That is unreal business if they get that through. Well, I think City kind of need that player as well because, I mean, we should have, I could argue we should have bought him last year when it was touted we were going to buy him and then he went to West Ham. Um, he is amazingly gifted and you can see him being a Kevin De Bruyne replacement because I wouldn't be surprised to see Kevin De Bruyne off to Saudi Arabia at the end of this season for a big money move as he gets into his... Well, I guess into his mid thirties. I mean, what is he? Thirty-two now, thirty-one, thirty-two. Um, we've been we've been told off for getting the wrong ages a couple of times already, Jace. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> he is. Uh, where is it? He was born in nineteen ninety-one, so he's thirty-two, Jace. You're on the money. Yeah, he's the same age as me. And look, look I'm how, ready for my. How young? But you just said how old you were feeling, Jace. <laughs> so he might be I'm... saying the same. Yeah, but it's different. I'm not a Premier League footballer. 
But yeah. I am open to a big payday if someone wants to provide it. I'd love to pay off my house. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I think if West Ham lose those players, they've got Bowen, um, but he's not enough. I don't think. I just I don't think they've got. I'm going to criticize. This is going to be big. I don't think Moyes is now a caliber of manager that you would look for in the Premier League. Maybe if you're no, he isn't. Even even the teams at the bottom are getting uh more modern style footballing managers in the door. Um, you know, uh there's a lot of uh, Guardiola disciples roaming around in the moment. Company, Zazibri, mm. um Arteta. I, I wrote the uh, same thing. The less you... the less the less the Leicester manager. Um so it's like kind of like looking at West Ham going, uh, uh, David Boyce has won European trophy, great. But that's a comp competition. It's knockout. League season, it was awful. And I'd be going, time for a change. Especially the calibre of players they've been trying to bring in. And if they do have all this money to spend, you can also bring that manager in and actually have enough money to actually afford to spend and change your style of play. So, yeah, um, West Ham 16th. Okay. Mine is not West Ham. Uh, mine is Bournemouth. Um, though I know that you said they did a good job, their manager before, but they've got a a really poor record. Um, they've lost some really good defensive players in in the likes of Lerma that they haven't really replaced. I think after they'd lost, uh, was it Eddie Howe? It's all kind of felt a bit fragile to me. And I just don't think they've got the calibre of squad to to kind of fight the way that they've been fighting in, in previous seasons. Um, they've got a new coach and he does play a really similar style to, what was the name of the, the, the Leeds manager that played really attacking football? Oh, the uh, American manager, Jesse. Is it Bielsa? Bielsa? Oh, Bielsa. Oh, Bielsa. Yeah, Argentinian yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he played, you know, when they came up, he played like a very stylistic brand of football that we just talked about. <clears throat> and he didn't, he he would never waver. He would never change his approach to playing. And, and from what I've understood, the, the Bournemouth manager is uh, doing similar things. And I'm not too sure that it necessarily translates super well into the Premier League. We've seen a lot of teams play that way and get caught out, particularly in, on the break and in transition. So, yeah, 16th to me is um, Bournemouth. Yeah, I get that. I have them a little bit higher, but I had new manager. I actually had don't get it. Like, I get that they're bringing in a manager who can play that kind of football, potentially, maybe. But I don't get sacking the manager that did so well for you last year. That's what I don't get. And you think some of the players then might not want to play for the new coach as well. You know, you get some of that sometimes where they were quite enamoured with the previous coach and the job that they'd done. They kind of down tools. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I just can't see them fighting much more beyond mid, lower mid-table. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 15th then, Jason, what about you? Palace. Um, not really much to say about them. I mean... My question really is, can they keep Eze and Alisi? Um, because Alisi is, again, another City target, isn't he? Um, so that that 
that's interesting. Um, they've brought some players in. I'm not necessarily too familiar with the players they've brought in. I find that a bit of a theme with Palace, if I'm honest. They're always buying players that I've not ever heard of, but then you get into the league season and you're like, oh, they're quite good. Um, so I'm expecting similar from them. I'm not expecting amazing things. I'm expecting them to cement themselves in a solid 15th, probably just miss out on a relegation battle. Um, maybe be in the relegation battle till Christmas and then slowly start to pull away. That's probably where I expect them to be. That's about it. That's all we've got to say about Palace. No high hopes. Just no. standard, I guess, is the way I class it. Yeah. Oh, Zaha. I, I have it. them a He's left Zaha's the league. Did he go to yeah. Saudi or was it somewhere else? I forget. Uh, it's gone Turkey. Turkey. Okay. Well, yeah. like Besiktas or Fenerbahce or something. I think it was Galatasaray. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I think I remember him, they did like a video of him getting off the plane and doing all that. And because they have the big crowds that always gather around the airport when these new signings turn up. Yeah, he's gone to. Yep. He has gone to. Galatasaray. Galatasaray says Zaha has received a £2 million signing on fee. This is interesting because he could have gone to Saudi and earned a lot more money. I don't know why he chose Turkey. I mean, I'd be intrigued to know the reasons. I mean, there'd be there was a lot of talk. Would you have taken him in, in a in a replacement for Saka as a backup a for Saka? Sorry, huh? as, a, as a backup, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent taking him as a backup for Saka. One hundred percent. I think he's dangerous. Uh, I think he takes on a man. He's he's good. He he's Premier League yeah. proven. Um, you know, relatively he, old in, by like numbers, but like you know, he's got a few years left in him for sure. He's more on the left, though, isn't he? He's not a right side. Yeah, we got so, quite a good good selection there. Yeah, left stack, the right's thin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on, then fourteenth for you. I haven't done fifth. I'll do. I'll do fifteenth and fourteenth, oh. Jason. I'll do. Yeah, both yeah, yeah all right. You've talked a little bit about some of them. So fifteenth for me is Fulham. Uh, Fulham, they get a lot of points against the bottom, which will keep them kind of afloat. They got Marco Silva, good coach, good manager, but I'm, I'm concerned about what's going to happen with Mitrovic because that's still not resolved itself yet. Um, all signs would point to him leaving, and he he is. I, I love him and I hate him at the same time. He's like the Marmite for me. I, I hate yeah. playing against him because he's just a, a bully gets himself about, he, he really gets in players' heads and he's really got the kind of dark arts nailed down and he scores goals, he always scores. Um, but so I think that's a big loss. They did lose Willian as well, and although Willian was actually dross for us, um, he is actually pretty good for them. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is quite, despite him being his age and you know maybe doesn't have the legs for it much anymore, he was good and he'll be a big loss for them. So I don't see them stretching much beyond that kind of area of the table. But, you know, I, I still see that they're not going to be in a relegation dogfight, I don't think. But they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, and 14th, you, you just said it uh, yourself. You said Everton. I think Everton were your 17th. Was that right, Jason? Or 18th? I forget. I had 19th, mate. 19th, down. even worse. Um, so I have a bit further up than you. Um, they obviously just scraped relegation last season. Um, I think Sean Dyche is, is proven enough that he, he's like a... Are keeping people out of relegation fiend in the similar vein to some of the other managers of that nature. I think he can do it again. They've had a decent preseason, but they do have a lack of signings. Um, so I'm not as worried as you are, or maybe I'm wanting them to go down as you are. <laughs> uh, 
but um yeah i think they'll be they'll be up a little bit more um so that's my 14th what about your 14th jess uh forest so we won't talk too much about them because we've already talked about them all i'm gonna say is matt turner is gonna make saves gonna stick him in the old fancy team i think once i've done my my little tidying up tonight ahead of tomorrow's premier league opener uh yeah i think the premier... yeah but are you gonna put him in against us uh well my other keeper i've got onana as my other keeper for man united uh so i'll be able to rotate those two uh, okay okay that's tactical fair enough yeah tactical um, uh, so we are probably in the middle of the table now, right, Jace? Well, uh, there are there bounce. I think we've uh, done 15th, 14th, 13th then, 13th. Um, I'll go. Bournemouth, nothing more to add. Apart, yeah, I mean, we already talked about them pretty in a bit of detail. So, yeah, 13th. I think it's interesting. I think between... I think there's a lot of teams... From all the ones that we've discussed, thirteen down, they could all like. You could almost say that that relegation zone is quite big, and it's a like there are solid eight teams maybe that you could say could end up being in a relegation battle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. I say like Luton and Sheffield United for me are quite. They're in it, in the weeds for me. Everything above that, like the seven above that maybe a, a relatively interchangeable like you could f- see them depending on injuries depending on form lots of other things they'll, they'll be all in that mixture for sure yeah it's gonna hurt when spurs go down <laughs> i don't quite have them in there but we'll get some so, so my 13th uh was west ham so you've already talked about west ham um lack of sign-ins Moy, i wrote the exact same as what you said his style of football is docile and I, it, at a time, it worked, um, yeah. and was was you know, and he was lauded as quite a, a tactical, uh, pragmatic coach, particularly like after when he went to Man United and then beyond that. Um, but yeah, I just I can't see them doing very well with his brand of football. The only saving grace I was going to say just before you jump in is is, is Bowen. Bowen's had a great preseason, and he he's a good player. And I think if he if he does do well. There's a chance they could they they'll they'll scrape through relatively well. Yeah, reports are he's still on fire, so um, we'll see. What about yours? Are you we are thirteenth. What's your thirteenth, Jace? Uh, Fulham. Uh, yeah, again, I, I, I mean, I they were quite good with Marco Silva last year. Um. I had them. I, those were one. Of the, that was one of the teams where I had them actually higher at the beginning, like, and then I, I think slowly they. I've moved them further and further down my list. Um, I did the same. Fulham. <laughs> I did the same. Yeah, um, yeah, because I like Marco Silva. I think he's a great manager, tactical nows. They play a good style of football, but if they lose Mitrovic and they don't have a like, I just. I mean, he's he's a very as you say, like kind of divisive figure but yeah i don't if they lose him i just yeah they're just not going to be as good as last year and i think the problem is is that a lot of teams around them where they were trying to compete at that top level last year have improved significantly um so i i don't i think there's it's quite a top heavy top 10 this season um as well yeah. or top top eight so yeah i think they'll they'll be they'll be down there 
12th now? 12th, yeah, I'm on 12th. So uh, I'm not going to talk about this one too much. I'll do 12 and 11, Jace. Uh, 12 is Palace, all the same reasons that you said. I just think yeah. they'll just be in the middle. Nothing special, nothing not. They're not. I don't think they're going to push for Europe, nor do I think they'll be in that. I think everything from 13th to 20th is in that relegation kind of area. I think now we're in the, the kind of mid-table obscurity kind of space. So they're my number 12. But number 11, this is maybe, and I'll be interested where you've put them. I reckon you might have put them somewhere similar. This is my surprise package. It's Burnley. Um, Burnley, I think, are the team that are, you know, uh, another, uh, I think you said it earlier, another pet protege in in um, uh, company. Um, they play very patient, very Guardiola-esque football. Um, the the kind of inverted wing backs that we've adopted, that the City adopt, that many other clubs are adopting in that new brand of football is what they do. Um, I think they're going to be exciting to watch. I think they're going to play. It's just so weird because this is just not what you expect <laughs> from a Burnley side for anybody kind of expecting the, the same old Burnley of yesteryear to come up to the Premier League and be the same. You're going to be surprised by this. Now, I'm super looking forward uh, to the game tomorrow to see what what quite a tactical battle, to be honest. Kind of, you know, similar to Arteta and Guardiola in a sense where they kind of set up in very... Uh, Similar approaches. Yeah, they don't have the quality that we do, but like, you know, it's, it's exciting nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, we're all hoping for uh, a three points of Burnley tomorrow. Um, Is that tough as well, isn't it? I think. I think it might be. Uh, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm quite excited by them too. Um, you know, they're very different to a word you use is dross a lot. Um, and that's what Burnley used to remind me of a lot. Um, yeah, I were. So, uh, yeah. Um, however, in my 11th, I don't have Burnley. I have Brentford. You haven't even high. Yeah. They're my, yeah, Burnley are my wild card. Um, I have Brentford in uh, 11th. Mainly, I think they'll be pretty consistent with last year, but I just think like not having Tony and Rhea is going to impact them. You know, Tony is goals, um, and he's very difficult to play against, as we know from watching them at the Emirates last year when we were there. So, um, yeah, Brentford for 11th, great manager, um, great squad, uh, just few losing a few key players, I think, is going to impact them. Um, there is a risk they could tumble further, actually, but I wouldn't like to see that. I like Brentford, so I've gone 11. Yeah, I quite like Brentford, Brentford as well. So my 10th then is, and this is hard, I'm almost about to change it, but I'm not. I'm going to leave it as is. I have Burnley in 10th. Um, I think they've bought well. Um I think they are going to be extremely solid for a first-time team coming back into the Premier League. Um, I think that company is a great manager and scholar of Guardiola, and I think he will play a much more exciting brand of football. So, yeah, it's Burnley. Nice. I, did, I, I had a feeling where you were going to go, and that wasn't it. I'm interested to see where you're going to put them. I think you're going to be surprised by my number 10. Yeah. I think number 10 is going to be Spurs. So that was what I was about to switch Burnley and Spurs around because <laughs> I was like, so you this, never know. Well, yeah, I mean, like I say, so I know this is an Arsenal podcast. I know there's a flavour of bias in there. I've tried as best as I can to keep my bias in check. Um, but go on, Jason, what you got to say? 
bias would be them relegated, so it's not that bias. Okay, all right, fair. So you feel I've been justified. I mean, it all depends. There's a big looming figure over this, and we'll talk about it in the parking lot, and it's Harry Kane. And that, depending on what happens with him, you know, uh, Richarlison could then be their talisman. And, I mean, depending on what day of the week it is, he could turn up, he could not. They've made some all right signings. Like, Madison's a good player. Would have taken him at Arsenal for sure as a backup to one of ours. So he's going to be a starter for them. Uh, Pedro Porro at the back is also a, a quite a good signing. Um, their, their manager just has not a lot of experience. Although I did, I, might, you, I don't know if you've seen this, Jace. There was a clip of them. I think it was playing Barcelona and they were playing out from the back and they were playing some absolutely stunning football. It was only like a two minute clip. Um, so I'm not. I'm not so sure. I've not seen them enough to know for sure, but I, I know the manager lacks experience. And I do think that in a similar vein to Arsenal's, um, when we built the Emirates and we were under the cosh in terms of the ability for us to spend money, they kind of feel like they're in a similar position, that they can't necessarily go all out to get the players that they want. I mean, that all once again still depends on Kane. Like, I think if Kane stays, they'll be higher than 10th. He's just a you know, the North London uh, derby penalty is going to be a given. That's going to be back on the, the table and it's going to happen. So they'll be higher. But for now, if he leaves, 10th is where I'm putting them. Well, the question is what they spend the money on. Because if it's, it's 86 million today, it's been accepted. There's the question now of whether he wants to go because he's leaning towards staying, which is that I want to stay, get my Premier League record and go to United on a free next year. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about that in the parking lot, right? Because there's going to be so much to get uh, into for the okay. for the Kane deal. Because I do think there's a lot of meat to get in there. So, yeah, have you, have you done your tenth, Jace? Have you? I can't remember if you have. Or not. Yeah, Burnley. You did Brentford for your t- uh, or Burnley? Sorry. Yeah, so I had Spurs right. in ninth. Um, okay, it was very very close, and I've seen that quite a few people have had them around this ninth tenth area because they've not. Um, I mean, they're making a few signings now, but like. That I, I just think teams around them are making better signings. Like we'll come on and talk about Villa. Um, so yeah, I've got them in ninth, and I don't think they'll be too different from last season. If I'm honest, um, I think it'll take time for uh, Ange, as they're calling him, to uh, change his style of play and implement his methods. I think he. Could be quite a good coach. Um, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't see what the clip that you mentioned, but it doesn't surprise me that they're playing out for the back and playing well. Um, but as we know, forcing a team of players that don't know how to play that way to play that way usually results in finishing eighth. Um, as Arsenal fans, we know that with Arteta. I think it was like eighth year, two years on the bounce, wasn't it? Or something like that, where he tried to change the style of play, but where you, you, you got to find the have... right players that can fit that system rather than yeah, the and it takes players, right? Yeah, and it's going to take time for them to get to that. Um, and also, we're just in like when we were very lucky, actually. If I look at, look at how the league has changed in two to three years, um, maybe post COVID, uh, the the league has changed. Newcastle have got money. Aston Villa are spending money and they've hired a good manager. Um, Brighton are up there. Um, they're investing their money well. They're selling, they're, they're developing, they're like a they're like the Dortmund of the Premier League, um, where they just get young talent and turn them into super, mini superstars. So I just feel that um, 
like it's a lot harder to get that progression that we've just had. So we've done our, we did our couple of years down where we were completely out of Europe and we were in eighth. And then we did, we got back to fifth and then we finished second and now we're back, back there. But try doing that now. I think it's so much more difficult. And I think that's the problem Spurs have got. And that's why I've got them finishing ninth. Okay. Uh, I've got Brentford in ninth. So uh, along similar lines to you in that same kind of area. Not much to say, although I'm surprised. This Is this their third season in the Premier League now? Yes. Yes, season. which should just surprise me that they, you know, and I, I like, I've got a bit of affinity. We we always drive past their ground on the way to Arsenal games. Um, I like the coach. I like Thomas Frank. I like the, I like the stadium. I like the vibe. Um, I've got nothing against Brentford. So I kind of want them to do well, even when they did beat us on the opening of the Premier League season. Uh, two seasons back. Yeah, and I'm going to like it when they sell Ivan Tony on, on the cup on the cheap to us in January because he's only got six months so. on his contract. Yeah, yeah let's hope so. Because he's the striker um, I want as the backup. <laughs> you've not mentioned. Uh, <laughs> right, we in uh, we're in European spots now. Right, we're in we're in number eight, uh, which yeah. will be a, a conference league position. So, who are you sticking in the conference league, Jace? Uh, Brighton. They'll be consistent, but the problem is they'll they're going to be consistently around there. I I believe, and the reason is because they're never going to be a team that spends the money on the caliber of player that gets them to the next level. They have a Dortmund model. I think it's very clear. They bring in young talent from all across the world. They develop them, and they sell them for big money. The problem is. We're not a German or French league, uh, even Italian, where if they were playing in those leagues, what they do would be good enough to get them third, fourth, maybe even second uh, in other countries. Um, but in the Premier League, it's like you've got six Bayern Munichs. So... Um, that's the only reason why I've, I've put them lower. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be consistent. Um, you know, they get they do bring in Kudus. Uh, if they keep Caicedo, uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be good. So yeah, stealing um, all my talking and, points, Chase. <laughs> sorry, I'm sharp. <laughs> no, don't. It's all good. All good. Mine, mine aren't eighth anyway. Um, I have Newcastle in in eighth. Oh wow. Um, uh, I don't. I just don't know. I don't think they've made as a, a kind of quality signings as you would have hoped with the money that they've got. I'm sure they're restricted a little bit by FFP. Um, mm. They have had a really good preseason, um, but they need to maintain that quality in their fitness from last season. I'm just not sure they can, particularly with European Champions League football in the mix. I think that that's the issue for them. They'll just have a lot of games, a lot of people to play, not a lot of good options in rotation. A lot of tired legs, and they have sold some, some like uh, Alexander and um, say Maximan when you know they, they've lost some key quality players too. So, yeah, I, I'm not too sure they'll be able to get much beyond that eighth to sixth kind of area. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've got them in a similar position, I'll come on to them. Um, however, you've taken most of my talking points, on <laughs> good, that's called get even, Jace. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, seventh. Seventh for me is Aston Villa. Um, Same. So is it? Oh, good. Uh, I won't, I'll, I'll say one thing, then you say one thing, and then that way I won't steal all your talking points. I just think they've made some great signings. Um, I really, I would have taken Diaby in a heartbeat, and so I'm interested to see how he pans out. 
hopefully better than um bailey <laughs> see yes uh, no is that is ramsey i'm thinking one of the is it ramsey that's just uh, gone yeah to Ram club, i think i don't know no i don't think I... ramsey's gone to another club has he someone did i'm sure i saw it uh, so they Probably. signed Bailey from Bayern Munich, didn't they? Uh, for like yep. 25, 35, I don't know how much it was. And he was meant to be the next superstar Arsenal were touted about buying. And then uh, he he kind of flopped. And then the next superstar winger from Bayern Munich gets brought in to replace him. So I found that quite funny. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be interesting. Uh, I think Emery is finally proving himself in the Premier League. And I'm kind of happy to see it because... I think he kind of came a little bit of a joke figure when he was at Arsenal. And I think that he wasn't ready for the Premier League at that point. He couldn't speak the language effectively enough. I think that was... Um, I, no, I, I genuinely think that was a challenge. I think he had a communication challenge with his dressing room, um, which is, you know, there are a lot of jokes that came out about him. Um, Good evening. I think a bit, yeah, a bit harshly. And you know that he hates that now because, like, he's he's not taken uh, well to people that have joked with him about that since. I think he 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 genuinely is a good manager. Uh, he wouldn't have won all of those Europa Leagues at you know different clubs. Uh, they beat United, didn't they? Villarreal when he was there, and they beat Liverpool in Seville. So he's he's proven. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to be a good tactician um, and play a decent brand of football. I just think it was the wrong time for him at Arsenal. And uh, I'm kind of happy with it because Mikel wasn't quite ready. So I'm, I'm happy with how everything turned out. Mm. And I quite, yeah. Um, also, they need to keep Douglas Luiz, though. That's the only thing I'll say. Um, there's been rumours about him being wanted by Spurs and even is a potentially rumours are back for us going in for him again. If we have money left at the end of the window and we sell, we might go in for him, which just sounds a bit deja vu because that was the same last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Villa uh, 7th. Yeah. Jackie Ramsey's gone to verbal agreement with Burnley, Jace. What? Hmm. He was like one of the best midfielders. I know. Quite a good little sign in that, I would say. Well, for Burnley, yeah. That's stupid yeah, for, for Villa. Sure. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down Emery Ball, so I am with you. My second point was Emery Ball, so you know, yeah, I agree with you. Two Arsenal fans, big enough Emery, you'd have thought it. I know exactly. Oh, my number six. You've because you've already talked about them, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. My number six is Brighton. Um, I think if they can keep Casado and get in players like Kudus. They have a very good manager who plays very dynamic attacking football. They've got some real top quality in their midst. Yes, they're a bit of a conveyor belt to other clubs. But that's not to say they can't hire again. Their, their, their recruitment system is elite. They are just getting and churning through some some top, top young talent. So, yeah, I've got them in six. And I think they'll, they'll if they're not there, like you say, they'll be somewhere or thereabouts. I think that Brighton will do well this season. Yeah, that's fair. What's your number six, Jace? Newcastle. I, not many high-profile transfers that I compared to what I was expecting mm. from them. They're quite acute in their in their in who they buy. Um, not much more to add than what you added. Uh, the only thing I would say, Champions League is going to knock them out yeah. of the Champions League. Being in the Champions League will knock them out of the Champions League for the next season, unless they win it, which I don't think they will. Um, 
this just because I think that that's going to be another level for them. Um, and uh, I think they'll be fatigued in the league because of it. So I think that's why they'll be Europa League next year. Yep. Fifth place. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Uh, the the most hated chant in English football, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, Chelsea for me, number five. Uh, good coach. You know, I, I've I've probably uh, ragged on Pochettino to a lot of my friends over the years because he hasn't won anything in the Premier League. That's not to say he will now. And he is obviously a good coach. Got a good mix of players. They're going to need a bit of time to gel, but they they've got some some good players there. A lot of attacking fullbacks, a lot of firepower. They've got obviously uh, some injuries that they picked up in preseason that kind of might harm some of their starting chances. But I think they're in a good position with uh, no European football, none at all, right? No, not at all. No, so no European football. I think will, uh, in a similar vein to the opposite to Newcastle, will will be working in their favour, similar to us um, when we've kind of dropped out and then not been able to kind of um, have it have it to deal with. What about you, yeah. Jason? Your fifth place, Chelsea two, um, young squad. Because um, I think that there's a lot of people saying they they think they'll get in fourth, which I I don't. I I think this is a young squad. I think it's going to take time for them to gel. I think Pochettino's going to get his methods across. And uh, the kind of final thing from that I was... Do you know what's gone? I had something else I was going to say. Well, I young did the squad. same as you. I had them I had them in fourth and I moved them down after thinking a little bit harder about it. Yeah. It's just going to take time. Hmm, um and then that, that, yeah, nothing yeah. else to add with Chelsea. I reckon, I reckon our top four is going to be the same. Like I say, I've not looked at yours, so I, I'm curious to see if it is identical. So, who is your number four? Uh, United. Oh, it's not the same. <laughs> I was <laughs> close. I mean, I was, I was toying with United and Liverpool. Like same, same, yeah. Um, United's no striker ready to go. Uh. Because Hoyland isn't. Well, you're saying Hoyland's yeah. not going to score more than Haaland? <laughs> um, strange no, observation I, that is. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I was watching a couple again, a couple of different uh, things on YouTube and listening to podcasts, and I think everyone said that Hoyland's not. He's injured, first of all, um, so he's not going to start the season, and so they're light there. And also, they a lot of people seeing him as a backup striker, not even the first choice. So who? Which is Crashford. No, as in he's just like they think they're going to bring. They think like they need to bring in Harry Kane and have Hoyland on the bench, for example. They have not got the yeah. money for that. Yeah, I know. Which is interesting, right? I still think that was a big gamble, but um, yeah, I think their striking options straight down the middle are a concern. Um, I've said Rashford will carry them to the Champions League group uh, to 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 the uh, to the top four or top five. It's going to be this year, uh, not to the Champions League final. Um, sorry, I wasn't I was wasn't quite clear enough there. Um, but he will he will be carrying them this year. Bruno's a bit hot and cold as well. Um, that's a and I think that that they need their midfield to perform all season. 
you need consistency from Casemiro and Bruno all year, and sometimes they're a bit hot and cold. So that's the reasons why I had them below. I'm just going to do third, and then you can tell me your options. Mm. That's why I had them below Liverpool. Um, but I'll let you talk about Liverpool because I've talked about United. I'm guessing you've got them the other way around. Yeah, I've got Liverpool in fourth. Um, so for me, uh, they've lost a lot of experience uh, in Milner, in Hendo, in Ox, in Cater. Um so they, they have lost a lot of experience, but they've, they've got a brand new midfield. And it's not to say that that can't work. You know, McAllister's a, a, an astute signing. They've also now got a lot of their injured players like from last season coming back into their attack. Diego Jota, Darwin Nunes, uh, Luis Diaz. I think that those three are, are going to be really good. Um, Klopp is an elite manager. Um, we've talked a lot in previous, not pods, but in person about how much we both would have loved uh, Klopp at Arsenal. Um, and I think he is uh, a really top-tier manager. So I definitely think he'll give them the bounce that they need. Liverpool do do this kind of spiky, in-out, in-out, shake-it-all-about style with, with their positioning in the league. And I, I do feel they're going to get back right into the mixer. Um, I just don't see them. The reason why I don't see them beating Man United, I think Man United have made some really good, good additions. I do think they've strengthened in the right areas. I do think Ten Hag is a good coach. Like you... Their depth in midfield is the bit that I question. The the triangle of uh, Fernandez, Casemiro, and Mount. Uh, the drop off from that three to whatever falls below it, whether it's McTominay, Fred. Who else is like in that space? I mean, th- those two are both frankly awful. I think Fred's already on his way out the door anyway. I'm trying to think of who else they have. Going to West Ham, isn't it? So I don't know who that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they've got a great depth of midfield and like, you know, an injury or a, a standard Casemiro red card is going to probably um, make them a bit vulnerable um, at the back. So yeah, Man United for me a third. Any, anything you want to add on Liverpool going into third place for you? Uh, so the reason I put them third, I just think firepower wise, they score a lot of goals. And I can see that like you've got Jota, you've got Salah. Um, then you're adding. I forgot Cody. Salah. How did I forget Salah? <laughs> Cody Nunez. Uh, Cody. Yeah, Connor. Uh, not Connor Cody. Um, Cody. The He's an elite PSV. striker. Connor Cody. He's an elite <laughs> striker. No, uh, Cody from PSV. Um, and then oh yeah, Cody Gakpo. And then um, said Nunez. Oh Diaz. Diaz has got hit yeah. form this year. He he was a yeah. light. He was lightning in that first season. I mean, we were having arguments with Liverpool fans about who's better, Martinelli or Diaz, um, and because Diaz was so good in that first six months when he signed in January. So he, if he can come back, I think it's there. It's purely the goals you Liverpool get, and that and and I think their defense will be better this year. That's what will take them above United, but just it'll be very very close between those two. You've actually um, picked an old wound of mine now, Jason. I was the one who said that Martinelli was better than Diaz and everybody, I think including you, shot me down at the time when I said it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, so can you, can you eat these words that I'm giving you, Jace, just to make sure that uh, I'm vindicated like you were about Havertz? Um, based on last season, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Martinelli is standout last year. I think it will be interesting this year. To see both mm-hmm. of them going going at it because I think they're both going to have good seasons. Yeah. 
Right, we've got two left. We've obviously got the same two left. Um, I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure that we're going to both have the same team as the champions. So I think we should just go with that. That we're going to say it after three at the same time, who's going to be our number one pick? Because then it's obvious who's number two. So after three, Jason, I want you to shout the name of the team that you think is going to win the Premier League this year. One, two, three, Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously an Arsenal podcast. Um, that's not to say that we we would just choose Arsenal for the sake of it. I'm just interested to hear why you think we could win the Premier League this year, Jace. Yeah, I mean, I've been quite vocal that I thought we were going to win the Champions League, not the Premier League. Um, and then this week I changed. I guess the the fan in me is more putting us at first than second, and maybe being more calculated. But I what is I I just reflecting on, I look at some of our depth that we have at the moment compared to cities. I feel we have a better depth than them in certain positions. Um, I feel that we are more motivated than City to do it, um, because it's gonna get boring for a lot of those players now. Where like and they've reached the top that they can reach. You know, maybe they go for a two Champions Leagues on a trot or something, but. Like to go again with the league as well, that's a, 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 like and push all the way in the other competitions. It's going to be um, there's got to be some fatigue and drop off in that squad at some point. It's only natural. I think I think they were saying that no team has won ever won the Premier League more than three times on the trot. So naturally, this season requires by by the ruling of tradition requires a different team to win it, and I think we're the best place team to do that. So I guess I'm taking consideration all of those things. That doesn't mean, obviously, that history repeats itself. You know, City could easily go for a fourth. But I just think a number of those factors. And then just also looking at the, you know, how we played at the weekend. We're up for it. We are really up for it this season. And um, it's not to say City are not. But I think that there is a... And we've, we have another level that we're going to this year. So... That's the reason I've called it out. How about you? What are your reasons? Uh, very, very similar to yours. I do. I think we have the best first and second eleven in the league. Um, our drop off, and I've mentioned this a few times, between those first choice and second choice is is not vast in a lot of cases there is a drop-off of course in some cases but this is why i like i, I like the look of a, a rare replacement you know there's not much in it and they're different versatile players in certain aspects of their game so i like that world-class additions i think will go one further than last year i think we're up for it like you say um i look at man city and i just look at some of the experience that they've lost in the likes of mares in gundawan um, I don't think that their their replacements are as strong as ours. You know, if we're losing um, a Declan Rice, we could put a Havertz in there. Um, you know, we, we have that. I don't. If they lose a Rodri, I don't think they've got a, a ready-made replacement for him to come in. I think they're really like. I don't understand their striking wing uh, wing wing based options because. They had Jesus and Aguero. Then they lost Aguero and they played with Jesus and uh, a wide variety. Of, well, they bought Ferran Torres, didn't they? And then they got rid of him quite quickly. 
Um, and then they decided to switch out Jesus and Brian Harland. And they've got Al, uh, uh, is it Alvarez? Um, yep, yep. I don't know. It's just something that doesn't stand out for me. I'm like, if you if Harland gets injured the way Jesus gets injured, they have a lot of goals taken out of their team. And you could say that those goals are supplemented by their other players like Arsenal. We rely like the fact is Arsenal do rely on our other players for goals. City last year did not, they relied on Haaland. The difference is the players, some of the players that were getting those goals last year for City aren't there anymore. Gundogan got a lot of goals. Mares always gets goals. I'm sure so they, they both they, got 15 each last season, so they've lost like you know 30 goals. It's not a small yeah, so one injury to Haaland and and suddenly they, they you take a lot of goals out of that side. So I, I look at that and that's what I mean by the little bit of depth. Like I think if we don't have Jesus, he wasn't necessarily getting massive amounts of goals for us anyway. And we've and I, I believe that you're gonna see more goals from Martinelli this year. You're gonna see more goals from Trossard this year. You're gonna get some goals, not loads, but some from Habits. That's goals that we weren't getting before. You're going to get more goals from Saka this year. So I think even though we're sharing our goals around, those volumes of goals are going to naturally go up. And um, and yeah, I think City have had theirs taken away almost. Uh, and so unless you're going to get a Bernardo Silva or a Grealish scoring more goals, which I'm not, not sure if you are. Um, there's a lot of City fans saying, thanks for the treble, Jack, but on your way. Like they don't they want to get rid of Grealish. I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, he still looks a bit hungover, to be honest, from all the celebrations. So maybe that's why. I think he started, tried to start a couple of <laughs> jokey fights with Zinchenko, didn't he, on Sunday? Yeah. Didn't take too kindly to it. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, okay. that's it. So, it? Champions. Yeah, that is Arsenal 2023 Premier League, 2023-2024 uh, uh, Premier League champions, which is a... Uh, Something to look forward to, for sure. It's been a long show, though, Jace, um, and we have a little bit of time left. We're going to get into the parking lot. There's a little something that you want to quickly talk about. What is it? Yep. Uh, just to say, uh, if anyone hasn't, please and absolutely do watch the Jack Wiltshire um, Back Home documentary that Arsenal done. It's a little bit like the Prime, uh, the Prime series that Arsenal did. Um, it's a similar style. Uh, but we've done it in-house of our own media team um, and it's Jack Wilshire coaching the under-18s in the Youth Cup. I just watched the first episode of a two-part series, so um, I've got the second part to watch, but it's a really good watch. Uh, I recommend it. Um, it's interesting to see what he's like as a coach because um, he's not the Jack the lad you know as a footballer. He's a lot more <laughs> professional, which is hard to picture Jack Jack sometimes in that kind of role because we know him as the player. Um, but yeah, he's um, he comes across really composed. Uh, he comes across really on board with uh, Per Mertesacker's principles and, you know, the principles that you know that Arteta puts in his team from watching the documentary, knowing how he behaves. So he's uh, maybe he will become the first coach uh, that's from the mould of Arteta, opposed to the, having loads of coaches that are from the mould of Guardiola. Um, so, yeah, it was quite interesting watch. Um, so, yeah, recommend it. Nice. Anything for new? You want to talk about Kane, didn't you? Yeah, I'm just interested. Right, give me a, give me a one-word answer, Jace. Is Kane staying or going? One word. Staying. 
I like it. One word. Um, I would agree with you. I think he will look at that Premier League record and uh, want to break it. I just find it. This is just one of the. It feels like you know when Declan Rice was uh, coming and going to Arsenal, and it all felt like it was dragging on a little bit, and going through the ringer with West Ham. It feels like a little bit like that kind of saga for Spurs, and and they cannot afford to be running into middle of August with that hanging over them. It's either gone or he's not, and because they're going to need to replace um, if he's got if he's gone, and they've got money to do so if they need to, and so they can't afford to leave it hanging. But I do feel such an odd. It's such an odd choice for me. Um, for me, if I were trying to force a move, I'd be forcing it to Man United. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so there's an interesting kind of. I've got a friend who's a Spurs fan, and the chat's been going off all day on WhatsApp, and um, he absolutely hates Daniel Levy. I think that's probably a lot of Spurs fans uh, want him out of the club. He's a very shrewd negotiator. Um, I think he probably thinks he's being quite clever. But I don't know if this is going to play out as well for him as he thinks because he should have got on and done the deal a long time ago. Like, why would you reject the deal? It was pretty much the same deal at the weekend. Why did they reject it and now they've suddenly accepted it? Um, I get because... the feeling they're calling his bluff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I I think this is it. Yeah, I think I I think it's something similar. I I see Kane just going look like you're a bit of an idiot, and I can run my contract down for free and go to United and earn a lot more money next year. I think that's what he'll do, um, and I can get the Premier League record that way. And at least if I go to United, I've got a better chance of winning trophies if I am I'm part of Ten Hag's revolution. Um, so I think United gives him the best of both worlds, potentially. Uh, Bayern Munich, you're going to win the Bundesliga. Does he care about well, the Bundesliga? I do wonder if he, if he goes there, wins a trophy and then comes back to Spurs after two or three years to break the break the record. Possible. He's dropping off now, though, I think, from this, to an extent. James, he's scored, he scored four goals the other day in like a preseason game. The guy just bangs goals for fun. I don't know. I think there's a drop-off point. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, he has to choose carefully where he plays the like, next three years of his career, I'd say, because it's going to be yeah. yeah, his most prominent final three years before then it really drops off. So okay. choose carefully. Indeed. Right. We, we've had uh, 70 minutes of electric banter and discussion on the Premier League predictions uh, for this coming season. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Jase, if anybody was watching us on YouTube, what would you suggest that they do with our videos? Uh, leave a like and put a comment. Ask a question. That is correct. And if they're on Spotify, <laughs> what should they do, Jase? Uh, leave a review. No less than five star. Ask will get very, very angry. And the same for Apple like Podcasts me. too. Yeah, you would not like me outside your front door asking why there's a four-star rating on our podcast. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> right. Thank you very much for, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back again, hopefully, this weekend to review our game against Nottingham Forest, which me and Jace are both going to. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. I was going to do it on every podcast. Prediction score for Forest or prediction score for the next game. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be a big one for us. I think I'm looking at a 3-0. Three nilla. I know you're just going to say the same thing you always say, Jace. 
<laughs> what am I going to say? What am I going to say? You're going to say 3-1. You always say 3-1. 4-1. 4-1. Just it being awkward. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see who's going to come through on Saturday. So we'll, we'll speak to you again at the weekend. Do tune in. Uh, we'll be going through that, and hopefully, uh, we'll be seeing Arsenal top of the table, three points with a lot of goals in the bag. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. See you later. Cheers, guys.